Well, folks, what is the crack? It's Gareth McLean here with the latest episode of the Pre-Construction Podcast. Today's guest is from the construction technology company Procore. Now, if you're like me, I hear Procore, all I hear is, is construction management software, project execution. And listen, from what I know, they do it quite well, which is fair play to them. But the question that I wanted to put to Procore is, are they the same as every other general contractor construction management firm? They are so focused on project execution that they've forgot about the fundamental importance of pre-construction. Because I know, and if you're listening to the podcast, you know, the dogs on the street know, that if you're a general contractor, construction management firm, modern day builder, that pre-construction is where the biggest, single most important decisions are made within a project life cycle. And if you don't get that right, you can forget about everything else. Now, who did I get on? So I got Wyatt Jenkins on. He's the senior VP of product. And I asked him, what have Procore coming down the line when it comes to pre-construction and estimating? Hey folks, just a quick reminder about Advancing Pre-Construction 2023. It's happening in Phoenix, Arizona. It's happening on May 24th to May 26th. Now, if you're interested in going, it's the biggest and largest gathering of pre-con and estimating professionals. I'll be there and a lot of my guests will be there as well. If you're thinking about going, get over to the website, simply Google Advancing Pre-Construction during the checkout, simply put in podcast 10 to get a 10% discount. There's also early registration discounts as well. Hi, I'm Steve Delorto, founder and CEO of Concentric, the first holistic platform for pre-construction. As a former executive officer of one of the largest general contractors in the U.S., I have experienced firsthand the challenges the industry is facing, particularly in pre-construction. Pre-construction is still a highly manual and fractured collection of processes. Essential information is kept in ad hoc scattered spreadsheets and documents, which really limits the understanding and hides the full picture of a project for all those involved. Concentric is here to change that. Our 360-degree platform unites data, workflows, and people. With Concentric, you and your team can access real-time insights and data, assess and mitigate risk to ensure a successful project outcome, and most importantly, unlock the enormous capacity of your talent and your data. To learn more about Concentric and to book a demo, head to our website, concentric.com. That's spelled C-O-N-C-N-T-R-I-C.com. Concentric, it's pre-construction recalibrated for the modern builder. Wyatt Jenkins, welcome to the Pre-Construction Podcast. Hey, Gareth. Great to meet you. Excited to be on the podcast. Uh, I've been listening to it for a while. I'm really glad you do this. Good, man. So, Senior VP of Product for Procore. Let's hear the crack from Procore. Let's let's hear what you've got for us. Before we go into that, um, give us a quick bio of your background. Just a quick snapshot, and then we'll get into all the good stuff. Yeah, um, I think maybe the one word, one data point worth mentioning is that my parents were in construction. So the family business when I was growing up was uh, my dad was a general contractor. He built cell phone towers in the 80s and 90s when the cell phone boom happened. So 
if you know those towers that look like a tree in the forest, uh, I built a lot of those in the Rocky Mountains um, when I was growing up. So growing up, I was on a job site, uh, you know, doing things you'd let a high school kid do, pulling cable and fetching coffee, like whatever else, whatever right. else I could do. But so my heart, my heart's in it. And my mom ran the back office. She ran the financials and everything. And my dad was was mostly in the field. And they had like a hundred person uh, right. shop. So yeah. That was. That's how I grew up. I have a lot of empathy for the industry. I like being in the field. Um, I like to this day, I love going on job site walks and, and you know, figuring out what technology folks are using. So um, that that's that's how I started. Um, I gave you the quick pitch on my career. Uh, I can break it into sort of four bullet points. Um, it's a weird journey. Bullet point one, I was an electronic musician and a DJ and I flew around the world and played music for people. So that's a that's probably a different podcast. Um, bullet point two, I started a tech company um, that sold MP3s on the internet back in 2001 because I was a DJ and I was solving my own problem. And that's what got me into tech. Um, and then after that, I went to a, I sold my company and went to a company called Shutterstock um, where I joined when it was really small. If you know Shutterstock, they do like images, video. I joined when it was about 30 people and I left when it was maybe 1800 and took it public. And so I got to be the product, the, the head of product engineering and design at a, at a pretty good sized um, public company at a, at a tech company, Shutterstock, for a while. Um, left that, and I went I did went to Silicon Valley. After that, I was in New York, and in Silicon Valley, I did a couple growth stage companies. So um, I did Patreon, um, which is kind of a creator, podcasting, YouTuber, um, SaaS product, and I did Optimizely which is an A-B testing data analytics product. So I've been head of product at those uh, couple of companies. Um, and then, you know, now I'm full circle and I'm, I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm back in construction. Um, you know, I met, I moved to Santa Barbara to raise my little girls who, by the way, could, could come in at, at any moment, honestly. Yes, that's what I like door, to hear. So the more the better. everybody know. <laughs> yeah, love it. I have a few questions for them as well. I want to find out what it's like living in Santa Barbara. Yeah, I moved to Santa Barbara to, to raise my family, and um, and uh, I met Tui, uh, you know, the founder of Procore out here, and just love the business. And and the product is so exciting. And and um, you know, after doing a long stint in tech, I'm over 20 years now. Um, it just felt really good. I felt like I came home to construction again, but I could leverage the the 20 years of tech company knowledge that I gained, you know, running around doing all that stuff. Uh, so it, it's, uh, it does feel full circle in a lot of ways. Brilliant. And I love the fact that you were involved with the data analytics company as well. We're going to dig into data quite heavily later on. So that, that experience, I would imagine, is, is Procore are reaping the rewards for that. And then what about Procore, the ecosystem? I mean, for me, Obviously, when when we all know Procore, but from my understanding with Procore, it's a construction management software in the cloud. Um, that's what that's what people talk about. That's what it's here. It's more on the delivery side, but that's not the case, isn't it? Not um, why you did show us a fantastic graph, which as you're talking, I'm actually going to put it put it up on on YouTube when we're we're, we're doing it. But just talk us through briefly about the the suite of products right now. Yeah, Procore. Um, we've we've grown significantly in the last. Uh, five years or so in particular. And if you go to our investor website, you can see or, or um, but let me just go through our four solutions. Uh, first is pre-con. Yes, we have a pre-construction solution. We have estimating, we have bidding, we have BIM. 
Um, next is project execution, which everybody knows us for, and that's construction management, quality and safety. Those some of those products are you know twenty years old, and that's what that's our bread and butter. So of course that's that's the biggest part of our brand. Uh, we also now have a workforce management solution. We've been really trying to help our customers with all these labor issues, and so we acquired a company called Labor Chart back in 2021, and that that combined with TNM ticket uh, tickets has become our workforce management solution. So labor scheduling and that that kind of thing. Um, and then you know probably one of the most exciting parts of our portfolio right now, the fourth key solution is financials. Um, construction financials, we have a very mature product that we, we have an ERP platform with over, I think, 16 different ERP connectors. We have budgeting, we have invoicing, and we're launching Procore Pay uh, this year so you can actually move money. So pre-con, project execution, workforce management, construction financials is our, our four solutions. Um, and then I think what's cool about Procore and why I joined uh, everything's on one platform. So it's just one single user experience that's available on mobile, that's available on web. Um, it's all available via API for our partners and the ecosystem to build on top of. Uh, you know, we continue to connect all the data together. We, we have a common data platform across all these solutions. Um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting the power that, and the things we're able to do by having shared data sets from pre-construction to closeout. Um, Brilliant. And, and how, how we can combine all that. It's it's we're really just scratching the surface, Gareth. It's it's sort of exciting in the next five years. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And especially as you say, I mean, you, you, you legacy ways, you've got the, the project management and the execution part to, it, it wrapped up. Anybody I speak to on the project manager, superintendent say they say Procore, you're doing really well. You're going international. I hear people in the UK and Ireland now talking about you guys. It's 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 exciting stuff. But let's talk pro, uh, pre-construction and estimating because obviously I think it, it's difficult. The pre-construction and estimating the Part is it's difficult. We've seen that, but again through acquisition from Esticom in October 2020. I mean, how important was that that acquisition? Obviously, you were in March that year, so you would have had a, a little. I'm hoping a little bit of a say in that. Um, first of all, how difficult was it? I would imagine you went out and looked at a heap of of platforms and softwares to say, right, what why Esticom and and how easily was it integrating it into the, the Procore suite? Yeah, I feel like we got, I feel like we won the lottery. I mean, uh, the team at Estacom are just wonderful. I was like slacking back and forth with one of the founders this morning. I told him, hey, I'm going to be on Gareth's podcast. You know, you know, if there's anything, you know, you want, we want me to talk about it. And, and he he got, he lit me up with all kinds of exciting stuff. But um, we did look at a bunch of estimating tools. I mean, one thing that's really important for us, and yeah, this was my first acquisition when I joined. So I was four months in and, and I went straight for pre-con. I mean, I told, I told Tui and Paul, um, at, at, <laughs> you can probably hear my little girl. I told Tui and Paul, uh, look, you know, I think pre-con is where the, the, some of the wild innovation is going to happen, right? I think pre-con is still a lot of disconnected one-off point solutions, and if someone can get all of this to all this data to sit in a single place and for all these workflows to be connected from bidding to estimating to financials, I think this is this is what's going to change construction. Um, we can go more into that later, but I, I was just very, very bullish on pre-con coming out of the gate for, for a number of reasons. But 
it, it wasn't that hard of a choice to be honest because a um we have a great partner ecosystem and you know estacom was an awesome partner they had been an awesome partner for years we had done lots of deals together they were already deeply integrated into procore via our api and so you know when we looked around at all the options it wasn't there was only two or three that could check that box and already were partners and already deeply connected. Um, the other thing with Estacom, uh, it's, you know, it's all very modern. It's all web-based. We don't um, make acquisitions that we can't integrate deeply because we, we just are so long on the single connected platform mission. Um, we, we just won't even do an acquisition, you know, something that's like a point solution that, that would be hard to integrate because our customers would hate it. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it makes, sure it makes perfect sense. And as you say, if they're already in there and you're doing deeds together, then it makes perfect sense. They know you, you know them. Um, it's just a matter of getting the, the, the price right. And then how difficult was it from like making the decision, right? Ask the comment, the, the guys agreeing the price, getting it done. Have you literally just acquired all their staff? They're still there. They're now just under the pro core umbrella. Yeah, they're they they've been one of the real delightful integrations. Every everyone's different, and and we did a few in 2021 that we're still we still have a little indigestion from. But but I, I have to say, Estecon has been a, just a delight. The whole the whole team's there. You know, I I still work with the founders on a regular basis. They they're passionate about what they do, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's integrated into Procore now. You know, if it just it looks like Procore, it, it's. There's always things, like, there's plenty of integration work to do. There's another 18 months of details to make sure that estimating looks, feels, acts, and shares data like to the extent we want it to. That's that's not something that goes away quickly. But if you were just, if you had just used Procore for the first time, I don't think you would know at this point. I don't, I don't think you would be like, oh, this was an acquisition. I think you'd be able to, it would just feel natural. Brilliant. And that's that's a great starting point. I mean, that, that's exactly what you want. You don't want two and a half, three years of, of paying for your customers. Um, and how's it been received by your customers? Obviously, your customers, first and foremost, you came to them, you offered the, the construction management and the cloud software and, and delivery. Um, what Were they excited about the whole pre-con and estimating? Obviously, they're hearing now that you guys are going to be focused on it more in the next five to 10 years. Yeah, I mean... It's it's important to remind everyone that you know general contractors do estimates estimates in the middle of a project right and so yeah. it's it's been um, uh, so far Estacom and now just Procore estimating um, has exceeded our expectations so we set targets and we're we're beating the targets um, and we're just finding use cases all over the place not just in the precon department but in course of construction I mean Procore is. You know our our core products are world class at managing change, and when there's change, there's a new scope of work and a new estimate. And so it's in those moments that we've been able to really get kind of estimating into the entire course of construction workflow, which I think also begs the question: like, why are we separating this stuff in the first place? Because honestly, the data you get from these estimates, you should just be tracking through to, to construction financials so that you can do better estimates the next time. Um, so I think. Uh, it's so far so good, but but customers are, you know, they've been just delighted and, and um, I'm, I'm really happy with the progress so far. 
Ryland, love it. And we talked earlier about your experience with data analytics, data analytics uh, company. I mean, bringing that experience into the construction world. I mean, the construction world have been getting battered for years about innovation and about data and about managing it and, and delivering it, gathering it. Um, when you first came into Procore and started talking about 2.2e, um, what was your thought initially? Were you, were, you, were you thinking, oh my God, I'm going into an industry here that is maybe five to 10 years behind the industry that I'm leaving? Like, what was your initial thought? And, and then how has that changed over the last two or three years? Yeah, that's a, it is an interesting juxtaposition because um, I, I come from data companies and, and by that, not even tech, but like data Shutterstock, for example, is just a data company, right? I mean, yes, there are images there, but it's um it's a very data-driven business. As a head of product, 95% of my decisions are quantitative. Like I, I they're just statistical analysis, A-B testing, and you use your gut at once in a while, you know what I mean, to go against the grain. But I think um, and then you know, being at Optimizely, where the mission of the company was, you know, everyone in the world should run A-B tests. To, to figure out what the right treatment is or what the right solution is. Um, it was really different coming to construction. I found that exciting. Um, you know, when I was at an analytics company prior, we would go to companies and we would help them figure out where on the like data maturity curve they were. And we would, we would tell them, well, you're here and this is the next step for you. And we would actually, parts of our company would, would consult and help companies understand the data maturity curve. And, um, and it's true, construction in general is very, very early in the data maturity curve. Now, what that means is that there's wild upside for innovation. So for me, that just sounds like fun. Um, and what that means is there, there's there's big wild swaths of like things we can do with data that have never been done before. You know, I was at Groundbreak last fall and I, I, I was on stage, I was, I was saying, when we're building the next hospital, I don't know why we're not looking at the data from the last 500 hospitals that have been built. I, it seems pretty logical to me. It's all sitting in Procore. Like, if you use if you use it, I can just show you the all the RFIs from all the other hospitals that we built, so that when you do your next estimate, you could go, oh, maybe I should change my thinking on on this foundation since that that since that was like you know the source of 20% of the RFIs in the last one, and and I, I just. That type of thinking, I think, will happen more and more as pre-con and course of construction collapse into something that that is more asynchronous and less of a stage gate. Yeah, and but coming back to your point, that's going to happen in pre-construction. I mean, that that is why the the the, the huge innovation you touched on it there has to happen in pre-construction because by the time it gets to project managers, superintendents, those big value engineering design decisions have already been made. The budget's been set. The, the innovation and the data has got to be utilized within pre-construction because then after that, all you're doing is just gathering it for the next project. Like you're only really utilizing it and 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 getting real benefit from, from it at the very beginning. Um, and obviously you touched on that, but how important is it, the, the data points that we gather? I mean, you could literally go around now and the hospital that you mentioned, you could have, I would imagine hundreds, if not thousands of data points that you could gather how do you advise your customers on those data points and, and what are Procore, Procore think of it? Yeah, we have a, a, a wonderful woman who's our VP of um, product for data, uh, Rajitha. And her and her team spend a lot of time right now when we're working with customers focused on data quality. Um, 
that's that's a big effort for us. And so we'll they'll go into the they'll go into a customer and, and kind of help them understand like, hey, if you would just standardize these the way you do these submittals, the way you do these RFIs, you know, these change events in, in these two or three ways, the, the rich data you get on the other end of that is is it's going to be so helpful to you in terms of predicting. And then Procore can actually make better, smarter AI-driven predictions if you could up raise the level of data quality. So one thing is our data team is specifically going into customers and helping them figure out their data quality issues. But I think a whole other area of innovation that we're pushing is uh, mobile data capture. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, if you got somebody in the field and, and you're asking them to type into their phone and they've got gloves on and the sun's beating down, you're not going to get good data. Um, and so we've been really pushing hard on, on mobile data capture because we think that's one of the best ways to inform what's actually happening. So I'll give you an example. We now have um, AI-driven voice capture on, on our, you know, on, on your mobile device. So when you're doing a punch walk or you have an observation, you can just tap and you can just talk into your phone and the data capture is much cleaner, you know, because we're able to categorize language into different buckets. Um, and it's faster. So um, doing a punch walk, for example, when you do that is 50% faster on, on average. We've actually seen some people do it 10 times faster, depending on the type of building and the, you know, the, what the punch walk looks like. But it's just one example of like how data in is going to make things so much better, you know, when you get to financials and then round trip that data to the next estimate. And I think if we think the way data is going in the system in the future is people tapping on an iPad, I think we've got another thing coming. It's not going to happen, right? It's going to come in through reality capture. It's going to come in through voice to text. Um, it's going to come in visually through video and photo. That's how the data is going to go into the system. And we need to do a better job of capturing it, cleaning it, and then using artificial intelligence to drive predictions around the other side. Absolutely. And that was my next question is about the innovation side, the AI and the machine learning. Uh, I mean, that literally is just starting. If you look at the takeoff software out there, Toggle AI and Work Order, um, that's the me, that's the start, the start of an AI ML kind of revolution within construction. How quickly can we ramp that up? Do we have to be careful and manage it properly or, or what's your advice on that? So we have um, automated area takeoff. Um, so we acquired a company, Indus, in 2021. Um, and Indus, one of the first things they did when they joined Procore uh, was, was begin into takeoffs, um, 2D, to start. Um, and, you know, we've got a lot of the trades, especially ones, you know, like concrete and flooring and roofing and things where you can count uh, cubic feet. Um, and it's going really well. Like the the quality of the algorithms that do automated takeoff are getting into the kind of like high 80s or low 90s in terms of confidence interval, which just means like people are trusting them more and more. I see in the usage because they can tell that the takeoff is pretty good. There's a lot more we can do just by using, you know, AI to look at 2D. And that's, there's still a long roadmap in Procore of that. Um, and, and then there's a lot more we can do to start looking 3D as well with, with, with all of that. And so I think we really are at the beginning of this, but there's nothing to be afraid of here. There's no like, there's nothing to be cautious of. You know, it's important when you're building a product that's like this, that you have a way out. 
where if a person doesn't trust on gut, an experienced person doesn't trust the data on gut that they can easily validate it themselves. And, and because what you want to do is you just want to build trust on both sides of that machine learning. You want to make sure that as a user, okay, use some new ML that's on this part of the product and they'll, they'll give it a try and, and, you know, they'll get comfortable with its level of accuracy for different things. And over time, the accuracy will just improve and improve and improve. So um, I, it, it's really exciting. We've gotten, let's see, at this point, we, we're trying to get, it's, it's funny, at, at Procore, we actually have a, a stat that we measure, which is AI coverage. And it's really early days. But what this means is across the entire platform, how much of, how much of the tools are, have some AI, some magic working in the background for different customers. Um, because we actually think the whole thing should be powered by AI. And you know how you feel about this, Gareth, when you're using a piece of software and it, it's like, you know, I didn't have to write that field. You could have figured it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. as a user, right? When like software is being lazy yeah. and like you're, you're asked to fill out a form or do something where you know that that data was like three, three fields ago or two steps before and you're redoing it as a person, that's so annoying. That's what AI is for. It should automate repetitive tasks and it should predict the best next action to take. Um, but but Wyatt, you're 100% right. But what's happening there, why that's happening is you're learning, the machine's learning. So it's it's like it's like a two-way street. It's like, like chat GPT now. Like you can see when you punch in stuff and you're using it, it's, it's blatantly telling lies. Now you know it's telling lies, but you're correcting it. So the next time it'll learn and we'll all be good. So yeah, AI within construction has to be the same. But can you imagine out of all those four platforms that you've just described, that AI are in, in, in all four. I mean, the 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 pre-construction and the, the pre-construction manager, the estimator's job, it, it just gets completely different. He does all the high-level, high-touch stuff that that he should be doing from his experience. Yeah, I can't remember where I heard it before, but some estimator I was talking to was like, "Oh, I don't let my team do takeoffs. That's just coloring." <laughs> I can't remember who said that, but I, I, I imagine I really, the estimators coming in in the morning with their coloring and crayons in their, in their top pocket. Uh, yeah, just, just imagine that. And, and I agree. It's like, look, AI can do this, a, yeah. a lot of this, and not all of it, though. And people should never worry. I, I'm never worried about people losing jobs. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, all that, all that happens is you get to work on higher order cognitive stuff that feels to me more human. And and what AI is really great at is pulling away the lower, the lower order work that you didn't need to be doing in the first place. And so, um, I think I feel the same about Chat, chat GPT, right? It's like the reason I write like long form is for me because I want to process my thoughts and put them down into a thing. If I just need to send a silly note to somebody, like they need a recommendation or something like that's great. I would love to outsource that. And that's what chat GPT is really, really good at. But if I'm writing because I have a product strategy around how I'm going to connect bidding and estimating, well, I'm writing, it's for me, it's for my own cognitive understanding to make sure that my thinking is clear and that I have a thesis and that thesis can be proved out. And that's sort of the difference between, I think, AI helping us do our work and, and this the kind of fear I think folks have around AI. Yeah, and listen, see that fear. It it has to get it has to be diminished. I tell you why, because if we don't embrace technology and get it working, we will never be able to build the amount of hospitals, schools, 
uh, apartments, homes. It just won't happen. Um, not with the amount of backlog we've had since since COVID. Um, so you're hundred percent right. Now, give me give me an idea now, Wyatt, of what's exciting you. Um, and particularly, I mean, I could talk to you about the whole suite of products, but give me specifically within pre-construction and estimating, is there one thing or two things that you're thinking, you know what, if we can get this right, then I think it will be, it will be a game changer. Yeah, I think there's two I really want to share um, that are both kind of very new, but taking off and going fast. Um, our Procore construction network is, is one, and then I'm also pretty excited about 3D takeoff. Those are those are both kind of two different directions. I'll take it, but you can go right now and like look at the Procore construction network. Um, it's been live for about a year. Um, we're pushing 65,000 subcontractors on it and growing fast. Um, and now we're starting to go. We're going to go international later in the year. Um, but you know, we're building basically like the LinkedIn for construction companies. Um, and this Procore Construction Network, you know, it has what jobs folks have worked on. You can store your private pre-qualification data. Um, and it's an open network that leverages the power of the internet. So, you know, it's it's something that it's going to help people connect. It's going to help people understand what projects others have worked on. And under the hood, what we're doing is we're building the, the construction graph. We're building a graph of people and projects and objects like estimates or budgets or RFIs. And we, you know, we're building a giant graph of how people get stuff done in construction. And I, construction hasn't had that yet. And I think I think it's going to be pretty game changing. I've already got a lot of customers, you know, I was just talking to Todd the other day at Rogers O'Brien, and he's just like, I, I love this. Every time I'm I'm looking at one of our jobs, I'm doing a quick search on the network to figure out. Who are the subs in this area? What kind of subs do? What choices do we have? You know, how, who are the folks that are that are professional and have done projects this size and scale? Um, so yeah, the Procore Construction Network is it's pretty exciting and it's very early days. Um, I've always said that you know one of the reasons I joined Procore when I was talking to Tui, I said, man, Tui, this when you go on a job site, it's a network. It's not, and if you look at the technology that we work in. They're all like box software, Gareth. Yeah. Every single piece of tech is like, here's a thing that does a job for you. Buy this for $9.99. And it's like, but that's not the way construction works. Construction works like a network. You go on a job site and you see there is a bunch of people who work at a bunch of disparate companies who are connected contractually. That, that's as networked of, of industry I've ever seen. And so I think it's really exciting to start to get into the network side of, of construction and pull that thread and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the future of it. So that, that's one thing that gets me pretty pumped up is this Procore Construction Network. Also now in our bidding tool, you know, you could just search that network and like add folks to your bids like in real time. So that that's that's going pretty well. Um, the other direction, the other stuff that I'm really excited about 3D takeoff is something that I'm like Working, working with the team on a lot today. I think, you know, the fastest way to reconcile like what it looks like with what it costs, you know, is integrated projects. So, you know, we leverage assembly-based takeoff. So material assemblies, you know, instead of relying on granular levels of detail on the model down to the material level, users get to detailed estimates earlier in the project. So I was just talking to you about this before we recorded, but I often hear a lot of folks uh, in the pre-con department ask like, hey, how can we 
make sure that folks that our customers are are buying precon services. And I think one way to help is to make sure that the data from precon is is visible and present and useful across the whole course of construction. Yeah. And that's that's for us at Procore where 3D takeoff comes in because it effectively we're extracting quantities from the model, associating quantities with materials, and then pushing those into the estimate. And then the estimate gets pushed right into construction financials, all of this within a single platform. Yeah. And when you have visibility of that data across the whole course of construction, now you're pulling in the super, you're pulling in the back office, you're pulling in the pre-con department all together to look at the same outcomes. Brilliant. I love that. And that that has to be the way forward. If you think about data and we talked about the flow on the one single platform, it, it, it should be seamless. But the data is most important at the beginning. Um, and if you get the data right at the beginning uh, and, and keep track of it and then be able to display it and graph it. And we're all visual people. I mean, a majority of people who will be very high level, level could talk about it without a visual. But owners, architects, even specialty contractors, they need to see visually how the data has, has worked in the past, why it should work in the future. And it just gives confidence to both the, the, the subcontractors and the client. Yeah, and I think I think with owners in particular, you know, once the toothpaste is out of the bottle, I don't, I don't know what you do. I mean, I've been in a room where an owner is looking, it has has the sub, the GC, an architect together, and the and the subcontractor goes, hey, you know, if you move that pillar over five feet, I could roll the truck right in there and just load the steel off the truck, and I'd save you a crane, like. Once an owner sees that, I don't know how do you unsee that. You know what I mean? You you sort of like, oh okay, I need to, I need to do this all the time. Like I need I need constructability and cost and design in the room, you know, integrated into one single thing. And if you push me and said why I want to save money on my next construction project, I'd say okay, cool. Well, optimizing the course of construction, I can save you two to three to four percent. Uh, connecting precon to course of construction, I can say save you. 5, 10, 15%. Yeah, yeah. You, you know and what I mean? And, and those are, all are good. They're huge numbers. They're huge numbers when you think about it. And not only huge numbers, they're huge numbers if you do it. And it's not even going to cost you a resource. It's going to be in technology that you're going to have not only for that project, but you're going to have it for the next project and the next project and the project after that. So you're not saving 5%. You're actually saving 5% by 20. Compounding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. And and that's the way it's got to be thought. And and don't get me wrong, it, it has to be communicated properly. And a funny, I did a podcast with um, the guys over at Rearch recently. Um, who, they're actually going to advance in pre-construction. They're going to talk about this as well. And they're talking about, they're literally running their company via storytelling. And they are putting a huge amount of resources and learning and development. And they're just telling stories. And they're telling stories of previous projects through data and through visualization. Oh, I'd love to connect with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll put you in touch with them. Yeah. Their, 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 their podcast was brilliant. It was half an hour. It was condensed. It was focused. I'll send it on to you. But then if you're in advancing pre-construction, they're going to be on stage. I think it's Wednesday. Um, so mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be there to see them. Yeah, they're brilliant. They're very, very Great. Good. I'll be there. Yeah. Cool. Um, so cool, Wyatt. Well, listen, this has been incredible. Um, I want to thank you as well for your time. Obviously, 
you've listened to the podcast before. We've had we've had other people on. It's important to get the tech companies on to give us a visualization and understanding of what's coming up next. Now, is there anything else you want to quickly kind of throw out there before we head off? You know, um, if you get a chance, check out that FMI report we did. Um, you know, we 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 believed so deeply in in the power of Precon that we wanted to to poke around and do a, an official study that we could publish, but. You know, I think we found some good business outcomes for people performing, you know, pre-construction. We, we saw that 40% uh, of average GC and SEs report higher client satisfaction, which results in repeat business. And respondents also said more than 50% of their portfolios repeat business. So we're, we're actually seeing happier clients who engage in pre-con. The other, and then there's a downside to that survey if you want to go poke around. Um, you know, I, I'd say... You know, respondents reported that they estimate rework costs to be 19% of the total project costs and only 30% is recoverable. That means 70% of rework is being absorbed, which is which is the real money. And I, I think this is where, you know, what we're seeing is most of those customers in that survey disconnected tools, one-off yeah. solutions that aren't connected to everything else. And that's that's what's causing a lot of the pain. And and I think. This is where I think we have a lot of innovation and a lot of a lot of a long ways to go. So I'm just excited to 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 uh, I want to come back here and show you, uh, Gareth, in about a year and a half, um, how a bunch of these projects have turned out with where we have like 3D takeoff connected to estimating, connected to bidding, connected to financials. Um, I think we'll have some real exciting stories to share. Brilliant. No, listen, you're, you're, we're stinging off the same hem sheet that we always say it on the podcast. The future of construction is pre-construction um, and then within pre-construction is tech and talent. But it's funny, too, because those those young companies that are innovating, that are focusing on pre-construction are performing much better than the historical companies that are that are focusing. Maybe they're not focusing on anything or the operation side. Pre-construction is where it's at. Um, anyway, Wyatt, you're a legend. Thank you very much. I'll see you in Phoenix in May. Cool. I'll see you there. Thank you so much. Stuck in spreadsheets? Tired of the endless loop of copying and pasting? Now imagine all your estimating workflows in one program. Beck Technologies' innovative Destiny Estimator software streamlines the entire estimating process. With intuitive tools and powerful analytics, you can create accurate and reliable estimates quickly and easily. We understand the challenges pre-con teams face because we were born from construction. When you are ready to streamline your estimating effort, visit us at vec-technology.com and talk with a tech expert in a Destiny Estimator demo today.